Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Guten Morgen. I have read more German and and, and heard more German in the last few weeks as I've been preparing for this service than I have in the rest of my life. Such a beautiful language. And in fact, as a gift to the church, Sarah and I have bought you a, 19, a 1534 version of the, um, the Bible by Luther. It's up on the front on the communion table. And so it's a copy of, it's a two... There's two big texts, huge texts. It's the, uh, a copy of the original German Luther Bible from 1534. It'll be up at the front, and afterwards it will be in the library. So enjoy a, a little gift, yeah. It's a beautiful fall morning. The children are 75 years old. And my name is Pastor Rob. Who would have thought that I would be, that we would be together on this 75th anniversary that that I would follow in the footsteps of great pastors, uh, like uh, our founding pastor, Gerhard Epp. My middle name is George, so I believe that's Gerhard. So I'm Robert Gerhard Patterson now. (laughs) Other beloved pastors, Pastor Penner, John Unruh, Heinrich Jansen, and Pastor Block. Uh, Some of you were at Scott Street uh, for many, many years. Some of you have been here for 50 and 60 years. What a gift. How do you feel when you think about the people, the pastors, the leaders uh, that you loved and admired? How do you feel? You know, when I think about those that I love and those who have cared for me, taught me to be a good man, stood behind me as I've grown, I feel blessed. Um, Today, my little sister is here. She's hiding. And and her husband, Joe. So Judy and Joe and and my niece, uh, Teresa, are here. So give them big hugs. Uh, They are... Yeah, <laughs> They're sitting with Sarah. When I think about my little sister, I feel so good. I love my little sister. I have a big sister, too, Paula. And, um, you know, when I, think, when I think of my family, when I think of those who have loved me and blessed me, I feel warm. Uh, uh, and I think it's, it's correct to say that Scott Street Church, even after just a month and a half now, is in my heart. I've come to know and love you and... Uh, and uh, what a wonderful weekend we've had at our anniversary. I was in Paris uh, a year and a half ago, and I was walking towards Notre Dame Cathedral. And I was walking over uh, Le Pont de l'Archevêché, which is the Archbishop's Bridge. And I don't know if you've heard about this bridge, but this is the bridge where people hang locks. They, um, they put locks on the bridge, and then the, the, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to scrape, scrape your initials or write your initials of the one that you love and your initials on the lock, put the lock on the bridge, and throw the key into the water, into the Seine River underneath. And, uh, and that's your way of saying, my love is eternal. And every time you cross the bridge, you think about the person that you love. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? You have a lock, a love lock. Do we have any love lock places in St. Catharines? That we're, there's a couple in Toronto now. An anniversary service is a good time to look back and remember the people that we love, the times that we, we loved and were blessed, to remember the people who have, who, have, who have journeyed with us, 
75th anniversary of the church is important. It reminds us of God's goodness, how God cared for us, of the people who we have loved and and who have been a part of our story. It makes us want to sing. So we are going to sing along with those who sang 25 years ago right here. Did you recognize anyone? Yes. Yes, you did recognize someone. Did you recognize Grandpa and Grandma? Or Yes, you did. Singing up here beautifully. As we begin this morning, I'd like to share a couple of scriptures that we'll build upon. The first is Psalm 121. It's, uh, one of my professors told me, Rob, when you preach, the best thing you can do is to preach scripture. So... Uh, God's word is that which we're going to hear a lot of today. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day. The moon, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Now, I, I, was, I would like those of you who speak German to, to read it in German. It's, it's, it's the same words. Can we read it? Ich... Mein Hilf kommt dann der Herr, der Himmel und Unkommentat. Er wird dann entfunden, nicht gleich in Lassen, und er dies, der du schaffst, nein, 
forevermore when we think about what that scripture says I think that we can we can safely say that God is with us he's watching over us he knows where we are and the Lord's hands have been on us at Scott Street Mennonite Brethren Church for 75 years he watches over us by day and by night he loves us and he cares for us Second scripture, Galatians 6 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carrying each other's burdens. The family at Scott Street Mennonite Brethren Church has been loving and caring each other for 75 years. Last scripture, 1 Peter 4 7 and 8. I think we have it in German first. S East. Thank you. And in English, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Beautiful scriptures. The first scripture tells us that God is watching over us, and he has put us here. And he has worked hard to put us here, bringing us from all over the world. Some generations... Ago, some, some of your families came 75, 100 years ago. My family came to Canada seven generations ago when there was no food in Ireland and they were dying of hunger. My family came as refugees. Your families came from, from, from Russia and, and Paraguay and Uruguay and Brazil and from around the world. God has worked hard and he's watched over us and brought us here. It's a miracle we're here. Amen? It's a miracle. What a gift. Second scripture tells us that God cares, calls us to care for one another, to carry each other's burdens. We are not meant to be alone. I am not strong enough to carry my burdens. I need your help. And you are not strong enough either. We need each other. We need each other. Thirdly, we are to be a loving people. We are called to keep on loving earnestly. And most importantly, we are reminded that we need to forgive one another because love covers a what? A multitude of sins. You know whose sins those are? Those are ours. And love covers those. Are we grateful for that? Amen. I am grateful. Our scripture reading this morning, so beautifully read, uh, from the book of Philippians is a personal book written by Paul to the Philippians. It's a practical letter, deals a lot with the problems of life, 
Um, it's an example of what faith looks like day to day. Most of all, Philippians is a positive book. The word joy, rejoice, and be glad are 17 times found in that book. Joy, rejoice, and be glad. In the first chapter, Paul starts off talking about relationships. If relationships are strained, life is difficult. If you have problems with people, it can kill your joy. But if love is in your eyes and in your heart, you feel it and you are changed. You see the best in other people when love is in your eyes and in your heart. You say and do things that you you might not even think that you could do. You're led by love because love is like a cup overflowing. This morning I want to focus on our theme, every time I look at you, every time you cross my mind, I thank God. These are the words of Paul. Every time you cross my mind, I thank God. Do you enjoy the people around you, the people that you work with, the people that you worship with, the people in your church family? I know you do. I've seen you caring for one another. But it's not always easy. Sometimes we have trouble enjoying people. Sometimes we put up with them. We tolerate them. And you can tell when someone is tolerating you because they tend to roll their eyes. Have you ever seen someone roll their eyes when you ask them something? You have been so kind to me. I say things like, where is Lake Ontario? You know, and and we all know it's that way. It's that way. (laughs) I say things like, what is a FOSPA? And you could say, well, it's like like food, but it's FOSPA-er. What's plots? Boy, I know what plots is. Yesterday I came into the gym and there was 20 feet, 20 feet by 3 feet of plots going down the gymnasium. It smelt like heaven. Tolerance rolls its eyes. Love says, well, Pastor Rob, Lake Ontario is just there. But be careful because if you go that way, you might hit the Welland Canal. Yeah, turn left or right and go across one of those bridges. There was, there was someone, oh, thank you so much. To, to the, the, I'm not sure who it was of you who said, get your radio station to 93.3. It will tell you if the bridges are up or down. That has saved me so many times. You have been loving, not just tolerant. So let's take a quick look at what it looks like to love and enjoy one another. Number one. What it takes to love and enjoy number one, uh, one another is that we need to be grateful for the good in people. Philippians 1, 3, I thank God every time I remember you. Ich danke meinen Gott so oft ich urgedanken. <laughs> and you're forgiving. Paul said, I like to remember the good things in people and to focus on the good times we've had, to remember positive experiences. I will not soon forget the men's quartet last night. Amen. Oh. Positive experiences. A beautiful fospa with homemade um, svibak. Ah, svibak. Svibak. We remember the good in people. We remember good experiences. But sometimes it almost seems easier to remember the bad things. We remember the trauma and the difficulties. When Paul said that um, 
he remembers the people with joy from Philippians, from Philippi, uh, we find out that Paul did not have a good experience in Philippi. When Paul was in, in Philippi, he was arrested illegally. He was whipped. He was humiliated. He was thrown in prison. And while he was in prison, there was an earthquake. And then he was asked to leave town. He did not have a good experience in Philippi, yet he loved the people. He says, I thank God every time I remember you, the, the people of Philippi. Paul could have dwelt on the negative. He could, have say, he could have said, every time I think of Philippi, I think of being thrown in jail and being whipped and humiliated. No. He says, when I think of you, I thank God. He chose to put aside the painful and to focus on the things he could be grateful for in people. The truth is that we have all been hurt by a parent or a partner, a co-worker, a friend, maybe someone who sits in one of the pews here today. And in some cases, we're still holding on to hurt. And as a result, we can't enjoy them the way we should. And we can't enjoy worship the way we should. Because we focus on the bad and on the negative. Well, brothers and sisters, pleasant memories are a choice. I can focus on what I'm going to remember about the past. I'm not saying that we deny our hurts. That can be psychologically unhealthy. But to focus on the good and to emphasize the strengths. Paul was grateful for the good in other people and their kindness. Verse 5, you have helped me from the very first day until now. And those are my words here in St. Catharines. You've helped me from the very first day until now. You've always supported me. And this is what I feel about you. This is what Paul says. So, dear friends, the choice is ours. To remember and hold on to the negative, the hurt, the pain, or to choose to remember the good and give thanks. Can you please turn to the person to your left? and to the person to your right, and say, do we have this, David? And say, I am thankful for you. <laughs> I saw some kissing out there. I said, say I'm thankful for you, and you took it a whole other level. Well, dear church family, I am thankful for you. I am thankful for you. Amen. Amen. Secondly, Paul's second key is that to love the people around you, you must practice positive praying. Paul says, verse 4, in all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. Quickest way to change a relationship and to make it better is to start thanking God and to pray for the people that God has put in your life. This does two things. changes you and it changes them. Positive praying is much more powerful than positive thinking. People can resist our advice and our words, but they're powerless against our prayers. So are you praying for the people that you live with and work with? Are you praying for the people that you worship with? They need your prayers. Prayers for their families. Prayers for their struggles. Then Paul in uh, Philippians 1, 9 to 11, he prays this prayer for the Philippians. Now this is also my prayer for you. So let's read these words from Paul, uh, Philippians 1, 9 to 11. I don't think this one's on screen, so I'll just pray his words. So this is my prayer, Paul says that your love will flourish, that you will not only love much, but love well. 
Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and to test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a life of love, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus would be proud of, bountiful in the fruits of the Spirit, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. That was his prayer for the people. That's a beautiful, strong prayer. Paul says if you want to enjoy people in your life, you have to pray for them. And what do we pray for? Well, when you boil it down, Paul is saying, love more, love better, love life. Do we have that one, David? Love more, love better, love life. Can we say that together? Love more, love better, love life. Yeah. And now let's please close our eyes and silently pray for the people beside us, for the people around us. Thank God for the people that God has put in our lives, our families, our parents, our grandparents. Just a short prayer, silently. Everyone in church today is being prayed for. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayers for, the, for those that we love, our families, our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, and for those sitting right beside us here at church. We love you, and we love them in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Number three, and lastly, God is not finished with his people. We need to be patient with people's progress. To enjoy people, we must allow them to grow and develop. Scott Street Mennonite Brethren Church has changed so much over the years. Here's the mayor 25 years ago mentioning the church and what Scott Street was like when the church was built. Thank you very much, Pastor. It's indeed a pleasure uh, for me to be here this afternoon to celebrate this auspicious occasion of the 50th anniversary. I was listening to some of the reminiscing that went on earlier, some of the previous speakers, and gosh, we raised in the north in my recollection 40 years ago was just a wagon track out in front of this church. Um, today we have a four-lane street almost a highway. How things have changed in 50 years. And how tradition has remained the same. And the church has been there for us. Remembering St. Catharines, he says, why only 40 years ago, he was, he was a North End man, um, only 40 years ago Scott Street was a wagon track. So when the church was first built, it was a wagon track through orchards and farms. And, and he was saying that the church for the last 50 years, he was speaking at the 50th, the church for the last 50 years has supported the people and the traditions of the church. I wonder what he, what he would think of St. Catherine's 25 years later with all the changes that have happened in the last 25 years. First Timothy 1 says, I thank God that I'm not the man I used to be and thank God I'm not the man I'm going to be I'm growing and I'm changing. I am married 31 years to Sarah, and I'm not the man I was when I got married. I'm not sure if I'm better or worse, Sarah. You can, uh, you can judge that. 
What I have learned is that you have to enjoy your spouse now, allowing for growth and development. Otherwise, by the time they meet your level of perfection, it will be too late. You've got to enjoy people where they are right now. There's no such thing as a perfect person. Is there a perfect person here today? Is there a perfect one anywhere? No. No perfect worker, no perfect children, no perfect husband, no perfect wife. Can you please turn to the person beside you and say, David, do we have this one? And say, you can say it in English or German. Please be patient with me. I am not perfect yet. Try it. Turn to the person beside you. You are not perfect yet. You are not perfect yet. I didn't see any kissing for that one. Thank you. You have no idea what I see from up here. The things you see down in the pews. Please be patient with me. I am not perfect yet. Your pastor, your brother. Some of you, I feel like you're my grandfathers and grandmothers, my mothers and fathers. I am not perfect yet. If you demand perfection of the people in your life, you're going to be miserable. We can seek excellence, but we need to love and accept people where they are and help them, move them towards perfection. John 1.12 says, To those who love God, he gave the power to become the children of God. And the key to this scripture is that God gives us the power to become the children of God. We are people that are becoming the children of God. The Christian life is is a progression. It's a process. We are believers. We're growing. We're learning to love and to, to grow as a family, as men and as women. It's a process, but we have not arrived yet. Life is too short to not enjoy the people in your life. If you in, learn to enjoy the people that God has placed around you, life is full of light and love and great joy. So let us on our 75th anniversary, dedicate ourselves to one another. Let us be grateful for one another. Let us commit to pray for one another. And let us be patient with one another. God is working in and through the family of faith at Scott Street Mennonite Brethren Church as he has been for 75 years. And he is not done. Amen? He's not done. We look forward with anticipation to future years of love, of ministry, of service. Amen? I was going to pray a a prayer to close, but I decided to let one of our most beloved pastors, Pastor Penner, and the audio is better on this one, and and we're going to, this is the prayer he prayed to close the service 25 years ago. So Pastor Penner, please, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just bow before you. We want to thank you and praise you for the fact that you are still on the throne. That you are working with mankind at the present time. I thank you that you are going to remain on the throne and 
you're going to reign forever and ever. How we bless your holy name. How we praise you for stepping down to the platform of man in order to raise them up to the platform of God. It's more than we can understand, more than we can grasp with our finite minds. And oh Lord, we just bow in humble adoration, knowing that you are God, and that you have begun a work of faith in the hearts of many that are in this congregation here tonight. And I just pray that you will continue the work of grace, and that somehow you will work in our hearts to such an extent that we may be transformed people by the grace of God that bring glory and honor to your holy name. We want to thank you for the blessings of the past 50 years. We want to thank you that you were willing to do your work through finite individuals, people that in themselves had nothing to give, and yet you went down and you enabled them to give grace. And today we just want to thank you and praise you for the fact that you are God. We want to pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to direct our city. Lord, I pray that you will bless the ones that are leading us, the ones that are engaged in giving guidance and direction to our city. We want to pray for our churches and for the pastors and for the various uh, things that are being carried on. Lord, we pray that you will endow us with the Spirit as we have just heard, so that we may be those people that really carry out the mandate which you have given to us as your children here on earth. So, Father, we commit ourselves into your hands, and we ask you that you will lead us and guide us, that you will fill us with a new, and make out of us people that are able to be a living witness of the things that you have done. Lord, we just thank you. For what you've done, we pray that you will continue to be and die. The very God of peace, sanctify the holy. And I pray, God, that your whole body and soul and spirit be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth thee, who will also do it. Amen. Oh Lord, we thank you. We ask for your presence and your favor as we move forward into our 70th sixth year. Amen. 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 So God bless you on this 75th anniversary. Let's close with the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you der Herr habe sein Angesicht über dich und gebe dir Frieden. Thank you for listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.